Hi guys, uh, welcome to this episode of uh, the Bowhunting Soul Podcast. Thank you for uh, for joining me again uh, today. Um, I got uh, guest number two actually, and uh, he was gracious enough to uh, to stay up uh, pretty late. You know, he's got kids, I've got kids, and uh, so we're we're making this podcast work. Um, his name is uh, Cliff. Is it Cadet or or Cadet? Yes. How do you say your last name? Cadet. Cadet. Cadet, yep. Yep, and uh, we kind of got hooked up on Instagram. Um, I think I started following you, and then you started following me, um, because uh, your your kind of story kind of stuck out to me a little bit. You go by it, it's Urban Archer NYC. Is that right? Yeah, Urban Archery NYC. Urban Archery NYC, and uh, yes, yeah. So uh, before we get any further, I guess why don't you just tell everybody, um, you know you know, who you are, what you do for a living, where you live, and, and just a little bit about, uh, you know, where you're at right now. Um, so I'm a New Yorker, uh, Brooklyn born and raised, currently residing out in Queens, New York. So the, the five boroughs of New York City I'm from, um, you know, I've been out here all my life, except for the time uh, I spent, you know, uh, serving uh, in the Marine Corps. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, uh, short military career, um, but uh, came home, been here, I, like I said, I was born and raised in, Queen, I mean, in Brooklyn, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, moved out here to Queens, um, wow, about, since about uh, almost 20 years now, I've been living out here in Queens, um, you know, just living life, I, I, I currently work as a uh, package delivery driver for uh, UPS, you know what I'm saying? So um, technically, uh, if you want to say I'm in the outdoors all day, <laughs> you know, in, in the elements, um, you know what I'm saying? It's something that I enjoy, yeah. honestly, because if, if the worst thing I can complain, you know, about my job is, uh, oh, it's raining all day, you know, I'm, I'm, a, happy, I'm a happy camper, honestly. Um, so... That, yeah. That's about it, really. You know, saying a husband, father of three, um, you know, saying just living uh, city life. Cool. Um, you know, like I said, you, um, you one of the things you, you popped up uh, on my Instagram feed for that I started listening to um, was you do this very like uh, you do like I don't know if it's every day, but it seems like it. You do like these motivational kind of uh, Instagram stories, real quick. You know, hey, happy Monday kind of thing. Is that something that uh, that you've always you've always done? Yeah, I've um, uh, I started that maybe about a month or so ago, a little more than a month ago. Uh, called it a Monday morning motivation. Um, I used to be prior to working for UPS, which I you know I'm doing now. I used to be a youth basketball coach. So you know, part of it, you know, with with working with uh, or coaching youth is kind of, um, you know, being that motivator, not only teaching them the, you know, fundamental skills to the sport, it's also, you know, motivating them as best as possible, encouraging them at all times. So I've, I've always loved that aspect of coaching. Um, so I wanted to bring that to uh, to my social media account with the Monday Morning Motivation and just, just kind of dropping, you know, whatever is kind of on my mind either you know the night before the Sunday night or maybe even just that morning there's sometimes like I have no clue because I'm trying to be consistent mm-hmm. and I want and I want to put out you know uh, content on a regular basis but um there's times I really have no clue what the morning motivation is gonna be and then I'll be driving you know on my commute to work and 
and a billboard may just pop out at me or something may happen like while I'm driving realize and I have to tell myself, you know, it's what you've got to have more patience or, you know, saying stuff like that. And I might be good inspired, you know, like I said, the night before or even just on the fly, I might commute to work. No, I, I, I get that. Um, you know, it's, it seems like, uh, there's, there's a, you know, I mean, you and I both know there's tons of negativity out there, you know, and, and it's nice to hear like, you know, a positive message from anybody, you know, and uh, you know, people, people, I think, respond to that a little more than just the typical you know boohoo you know woe is me you know or like i'm in traffic or you know my latte spill you like like you know first world you know first world problems you know what i mean so you know we need a little more of that now um uh tell us uh, tell me a little about your family now you uh uh you said you got a wife and three kids now are are, are they in the outdoors or with you or i mean are, are they uh are they all like kind of board and bred um you know city uh city city people too uh, just like myself, so which which is kind of like um you know my wife has kind of find it found it odd you know saying my my interest in hunting um she was she was kind of cool with the, with the idea of um the archery uh-huh. uh, when I first picked that up but hunting is something that she's I can honestly say uh, has been supportive about but still trying to get used to yeah um. I- my my kids, um, my do- I have uh, two I have two young ones, one older one. My oldest is uh, 22, so he's just looking at me like, all right, this is just another crazy thing, Dad. <laughs> and um, and then my two youngest, um, my, my daughter is 11. <laughs> it's funny, my wife just signaled me just to remind me she's 11, not 10. <laughs> she just celebrated her birthday like uh, 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 you know, about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, a little more than a month ago. And then um, my youngest son is seven. So, like, my daughter thinks, you know, archery is cool, but I haven't really spoken to her one on one about the hunting yep. um, endeavor. But um, my youngest, my seven year old, um, I spoke to him a couple weeks back and was letting him know exactly what I had planned on doing. And he's actually taking, you know, some interest in it. Um, I was afraid of bringing up the subject of, you know, killing, mm-hmm. you know, because ultimately, you know, that's what hunting is. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want it to be something that would affect him um, in a negative way. But I was, like, really impressed with how he, he grasped what it was and, and was actually interested in participating, you know, sometime down the line. And um, the idea of even eating, you know, whatever we hunted, you know, kind of interested in. Now, um, I want to back up just a little bit. Um, had, when, growing up, did you did you spend, I mean, you said, you know, you were a city kid and all that stuff. But, I mean, did you or your family, did you guys spend, um, you know, time outdoors? Like, did you drive out to the country at all? Did you go camping? Did anybody in your in your in your family or immediate family or whatever did they have an interest in hunting or is this something that kind of just mm-hmm. all of a sudden sparked your interest? No, nothing. My family, my parents weren't like that um, at all. At least not out here because I'm the the product of um, two immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm proud to say. Um, my dad spoke about you know growing up on a farm as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying um, and things like that, but. Um, we never did anything like that um, ourselves. You know, so, up. sorry. So, so, so what yeah. sparked the interest all of a sudden? I mean, you know, was it? Uh, 
Uh, you tell me what what sparked the interest. I mean, how, how how old are you, by the way? Uh, I'm forty-two. Forty. Okay, so I'm forty-four. Um, you know, and and I didn't, you know, um, I I didn't grow up, you know, hunting either. Um, you know, my my dad doesn't hunt, mom, you know, whatever. I didn't. I just in. I think in one of my earlier podcasts, I was trying to, you know, recollect how I all of a sudden decided, and you know, it was one of those things like me and my friends decided, hey, let's, it might be fun to go shoot, you know, uh, you know, trap and skeet and stuff at the, at the local range. And it was just kind of went from one thing to the other to the other. So what, what sparked your interest? All right. So see, being that you're, you're in my age group, right? Do you remember the old black and white movie, The Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn? I, I, I've never seen them, but I, I know them. Yeah. All right, well, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid. It okay. One of my two favorite movies of all time um, is that the is a black and white movie, Adventures of Robin Hood with, with Errol Flynn, and then March of the Wooden Soldiers with Laurel and Hardy. Okay. Right? So, uh, so now, flashback, I'm a kid. I'm, I'm, you know, it's, Archie was just like a, a fantasy for me. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward to, you know, uh, you know, middle school and high school, fell in love with movies like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, that starred Kevin Costner. Yeah. Um, I I read a lot. You know, what I'm saying when it I read a lot of Greek mythology. I read a lot of um stories on like King Arthur and Knights of the Round Table. Um, stories of William Tell, things like that. So stuff that like really intrigued me. But for me, it was just they were just stories. They were just uh, you know. But you were romantic. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so um, now growing up though, archery wasn't necessarily a sport available to, to a kid like myself. My parents didn't you know, have money like that. Um, it wasn't a sport that was available in my schools, anything like that. Um, so, it just wasn't available to me. <clears throat> period. Now, fast forward to 2017. Um, my cousin happened to have taken up archery with his daughter, um, you know, as a, a hobby for the two of them to share together. And, um, and I happened to be out with him one day at one of these big box stores, and he was getting something done. He was getting something done to his bowl. He's picking up an picking up an accessory, and I was just looking and looking. And we spoke about it because we grew up together. Though he's my cousin, he's like my brother. Um, and this was again, archery was kind of like I said, a childhood fantasy for both of us. Right. You know, and um, and he happened to just be, uh, you know, taking part in it with his daughter. And then I was just like, you know what? I kind of pulled the trigger on it and was just like, you know what? Um, I'm going to pick up a bow. And I did. Um, and so I picked up my bow summer of 2017. Um, I shot a little bit at, you know, a couple of ranges in 27, late 2017. But um, most of 2018, I didn't shoot much at all. I didn't make it out to any ranges or anything like that. But um, winter of 2018 came around, and my wife got me uh, a sight um, for Christmas, and um, I bought myself uh, my own target. I started shooting in um, my mother-in-law's uh, yard, and um, I was just like, you know what, I really want to do this, commit to just getting out to the range more or shooting out of the driveway. Yeah. But um, the more and more I thought about it and was looking around on social media, the more hunting appealed to me. Yeah. And I just, it, it was kind of like, um, I, I guess at, at the risk of sounding really corny, it's kind of like it was just calling to me. 
something like that was really appealing to me and was just like, you know what, this is something I can do. This is something that, you know, isn't totally crazy. Um, and so I got a buddy at work whose truck is parked right next to mine. It turns out he's a hunter. Hmm. Um, literally, uh, hunting season comes around in the fall and he's gone every weekend. He actually coordinates like um, one of his vacation weeks to be, you know, in the middle of the rut. So that way he can go and hunt for a week. Right. So, you know, I I started out picking just, just picking his brain just about archery. Then more and more I was coming in every morning, picking his brain, asking hunting related questions. So it just kind of snowballed. And I've been, I feel like, um you know, I'm a sponge now. I'm just soaking up as much about, uh you know, hunting as I can, reading. Yeah. Um, studying for this hunter safety course, which I'm taking, um, not this weekend, but next weekend. Okay. Um, and just having fun with it and looking forward to, you know, whatever the deer season brings us here. So, so, so you're at this archery shop with your cousin right now. And then and you, you see this bow sitting there cause he's getting the stuff worked on and you're like, huh, you know, I'm going to take the plunge now. Um, what, what bow did you end up getting by the way? What, what bow was it? I got a, um, a uh, total package bow from one of the big box stores. It's a bear archery agent. Okay. It's um, it's it, it's it's a ready to hunt bow. So it has everything on. It has the sight, the stabilizers, uh, the rest, like the whole nine. Right. So that because because really at that point I really hadn't done any research, so I wanted to make it as uh, you know, less of a headache as possible. Mm-hmm. So I picked up my my bow, my arrows, my case. You know what I'm saying? And I just wanted to be ready to shoot. So, right, right. And in this store, they, you know, they got me set up, um, you know, cut my arrows for me, um, you know, figure out my draw length and, and the whole nine. And and I got to, you know, sight my bow for 20 yards and then just went from there. Just went from there. Um, so the, uh, the, the, the archery scene or the archery... Um, uh, the archery store scene, let's say, in, I mean, is, is this in like, is this in Queens or is this kind of like out, out farther? I mean, I don't really know, you know, I, I, when I think of New York city, right. Or any, or any, any city really, you know what I mean? I think of like anti hunters. I think of people that are, you know, usually, you know, like disconnected at least, at least like the general masses, right. From, you know, the outdoors and things like that. So I, you know, I mean, there's like, you know, you go to some corners and there's like, you know, four Starbucks on, on across from each other in the same intersection, <laughs> exactly. but you might go exactly. 40 miles to find some sort of outdoor store that even remotely has anything to do with hunting. You know what I mean? So uh, h- how is that arch- archery uh, or at least the outdoor store scene where you are? How far do you, what way do you have to go? Oh, all right. So to be honest, outside of social media, I haven't encountered outside of social media and the one guy at work that I speak to. Mm-hmm. I really haven't been that vocal about my hunting and my journey to you know to becoming a bow hunter. Right. Um. So I haven't encountered any kind of resistances yet. But like mm-hmm. I said, it's it's mainly because it hasn't been something I've spoken about face to face with anyone else. Yeah. Um, yep. But in here in in New York, you have. Um, all right, so in the five boroughs, hunting, hunting stores, hunting-oriented stores are non-existent um, right. because of, uh, you know, firearm laws. So there are no, um, like, the big box stores don't sell, let's say, bows. You have to go to, a, to like, an archery range right. a, or a bow shop. So, like, in Queens, it's where I live, there are two, two archery ranges um, with bow shops within them. 
there's one in Manhattan. There's one. Um, I don't believe there are any archery, archery ranges out of the Bronx, but I know there's uh, one or two in Staten Island. We do have a number. I mean, in the five boroughs, we do have a number of shooting ranges, but those are more available to cops more than anything else. Right, um, right. While there, are, while there are probably just, you know, um, average Joes like myself who probably do go to these ranges, most of the um, the shooting ranges out here are primarily for cops to use, you know, in their off time. Um, a lot of the hunting stores um, exist primarily further out east um, in Long Island, okay. where um, if I travel about an hour, um, where I ended up, which was like a big box, like I said, a big store, it's like a Dick Sporting Goods, mm-hmm. building stream. Yep. Um, that's where it ended up. So, like, the Dick Sporting Goods within the five boroughs sells no hunting equipment whatsoever. Really? But then, yeah, you travel, like, to the first Dick Sporting Goods in Long Island, which happens to actually be maybe 30 minutes from me. Um, they'll have, um, you know, rifles. They'll have um, uh, bows, crossbows. You know what I'm saying? Anything you can dream of um, when it comes to hunting. But I happen to have gone to one further out, and that's why I was just like, you know what, I saw it, and I was like, you know what, I'm ready for this, and then, you know, picked up my first bow. But bow hunting's pretty big in Long Island, isn't it? I mean, there there seems to be, like, this, uh, anyone th- that I've heard that kind of hunts, you know, like, like, near New York City or anything like that, um, for some reason, like, there, there's a ton of deer on Long Island, and there's this kind of, this uh, not very vocal group but like a like a very active group of like kind of urban bow hunters, right? I mean, is that is that the case? Yeah, I I, I can't confirm it, but that's what I've seen so far. Like I said, a lot of what I what I've been looking at has been um, via social media and then just articles I've read on the web, and then then it's but it's like there these hunters exist. So what I've been learning is um, a lot. There seems to be not necessarily a lot. But there are hunters from New York, New, well, specifically New York City, or just right outside of New York City, and they exist, but they don't seem to be very vocal about their hunting. And I and I'm in I'm kind of trying to research and feel out why that is. If it's because for fear of kind of like backlash mm-hmm. from the not the non hunting community, yeah, um, or really because. It's just such a tight-knit hunting community that they just keep to themselves. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I, I can see both, or maybe it's 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 a bit of both. You know what I mean? I can I can kind of see it both ways. Uh, if you know, if 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 I was in that situation, and I'm not, but if I was in that situation, I'd probably a want to not you know rate rate just just not even bother you know trying to raise a stink you know potentially with with people. Um, and, and kind of keep a good thing to myself and, and, and the few, you know, like, like, like fight club kind of thing, you know, don't talk about fight yeah, club. Exactly. So, so, you know, um, and now you said, uh, the, the, the firearms thing. So, so you never, you know, I think you answered this, but like, so you never like, um, had a desire to go and, you know, you do like, like a shotgun or rifle hunting or anything like that. It was just straight to bow. Yeah, because, I mean, to be honest, the first and last time I ever picked up a firearm was in the Marine Corps. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, you know, some, I I believe I played with, with toy guns as a kid. Yeah. Um, at the, I can't really remember, but it's not anything that ever really appealed to me. I'm going to say I don't mind going out and shooting. Like, my wife and I have been speaking about, you know, heading out to a range, you know, on 
just so she can get a, an idea of what shooting a firearm is like, mm-hmm. um, you know, just for the fun of it. Because, you know, when you go to a range at times, you get to shoot, you know, you get to shoot guns you normally wouldn't. Yeah, you can rent you know them and, yeah, yep. Exactly. So, but the thing is, um, it's just, I don't know, the, uh, I'm not knocking, knocking guys who hunt with firearms. I just feel more, I, I guess... What's the word I'm looking for? More connected? I mean, maybe. More in tune. It's, it's not necessarily about leveling the playing field with, with whatever it is you're hunting. Mm-hmm. Because either way, you, you've kind of got an upper hand with the, you know, with whatever weapon you're using. Well, I mean, but, you, you, um, yeah, I mean, you got an upper hand by just getting in your car and driving to the woods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you know, you're not, not walking like, there usually. Like, exactly. We're not walking, you know, an entire day, eight right, hours to right. get to the area that, you know, the animal like you said, driving a car for about an hour or so to get there. But the idea of using the bowl feels like it just takes me back to a time, you know, when, you know, hunting was life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, bowl hunting gets us more in tune with that. I mean, granted, we, we don't need to, to hunt to live anymore. I mean, depending on where, where you live in the United States, you know, hunting is a way of life. You know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. hunt to put food on the table. But living in a big city, like one one time in the conversation with my wife, my wife was like, why? I told her I wanted to hunt to put, you know, venison in the freezer. She's like, but why? When we can just walk to the supermarket and get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 I guess just bull hunting, like I said, brings me, would I feel like would bring me back to a time where you know our ancestors you know hunted to live yeah i mean i do i do there's there's a go ahead the equation of just our the way our food is prepared you know i'm saying rather than i mean with the way society is now we're so far removed from how our food is absolutely yep there's a big disconnect you know brings you back to that yeah there's there's a huge disconnect and you know um I, I have I have more respect for you know a, like a pure vegan right because um, that's the way they choose to live and, and and that's fine you know like no one's trying to shove you know hunks of meat down your throat or whatever you know what what I what I don't get is people that you know kind of poo poo hunting or don't get it and then you know they'll do the you know well why can't you just go get it when it's you know you know wrapped in cellophane you know well there's they don't see a face. You know, um, every time, like, they don't understand that they're participating in the death of that animal, but it's death by proxy, right? You, you swipe your, 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 you know, your check card, your credit card, whatever, cash, and you're, you're, you're making a demand for, you know, more animals to be killed. You're buying this one off the shelf, but, you know, you're creating a demand, you know what I mean? And, it, it, and you know, what, the same people that'll, that'll kind of look down on that are doing so in, you know, leather seats in a car and, you know, chomping down on a Big Mac, you know, or, or feeding their kids chicken nuggets. And believe me, I love, I love McNuggets. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've stopped eating them because I'm on a diet. I'm on this, I'm on this plan and I see you are too. I want to touch on that later. But, um, you know, you pick up a, a McNugget, you know, and I think like Stephen Ronella calls it like a slurry of chicken. You know what I mean? People have no idea how many chickens and a chicken slurry went to make that chicken mcnugget you know what i mean yeah and it's not all meat either it's well like aside from that yeah <laughs> you know even the meat part like you don't know where it came from and and you know you buy like the um like ground meat right like the tubes of ground meat you know that you buy 
Yeah. You know, you don't know how many cows were in that one. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm lucky if I shoot, like, a deer a year. Last year, I didn't get anything. So, I mean, like, wow. well over 99.9999% of my food is grocery bought. You know, there are problems with, you know, the factory, you know, uh, the factory, you know, meat industry and things like that. Um, you know, I, I get it, but I'm a participant in it, but I'm not ignorant of, of you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not ignorant of the fact that I am a participant in it, you know, but no, when exactly. I do have a piece of um, venison, let's say, in front of, or anything, right? I mean, I love small game hunting, you know, squirrel, rabbit, whatever, but, um, you know, I can look at, you know, a piece of meat that I prepared, you know, and for, for, for me, like the, the food part of it and the processing part of it is, is the other 50% of hunting for me, right? Because I, I, love, I love to cook. I love doing all that. I process all my own stuff. We make, you know, own sausage and jerkies and, 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 and you, know, er, you know, snack sticks and everything like that. You know, grind our own, when I say our, you know, my wife doesn't eat it. She eats pig. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've gone, you know, you know, hog hunting a bunch and, and she loves that stuff. She just doesn't like the taste of venison, but... Um, you know, my daughter, you know, um, she's six and she's been helping me, um, you know, that's the stuff that I think of, like her and I together, like, you know, showing her how like the meat goes in a grinder kind of thing, you know, and, 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 and making, you know, like sausages and, and, and things like that, you know, it's, it's the food part of it. And I know when it's sitting on my plate, I know exactly where that piece of meat came from. And it takes me back to the time, the place, the weather, the day, the smells, you know, was it sunny out? Was it drizzling? Was I shivering cold? Um, you know, was I wet? Was it a beautiful morning? Did I get there late? I mean, all these memories come flooding back, right? No one that goes and buys, you know, keep picking out McDonald's, but it can be whatever, you know, a, a Big Mac sitting in front of them or even a steak they bought at the store, they don't have that connection with that food on their plate, you know? Exactly. And it's just something a little bit extra special that adds to, uh, maybe it doesn't add to the taste, I don't know, but it adds to the experience of eating what's on your, what's on your, it's more than just, mm, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat this meat. You know what I mean? You know, don't get me wrong, I love a steak. I love a nice, you know, like marbled steak, right? But, you know, flavor-wise, I'm sorry, I, I, I think it tastes better than venison. I love venison, but I mean you know a, a nice strip steak or t-bone or whatever just hands down you know is is, is better flavor wise for me um but the feeling i get I, I like i get no feeling when I, i'm like oh man i cooked this really good on the grill but i have no memories of 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 anything because i don't i don't i don't i'm disconnected from that hunk of meat you know and then you think about it you know, this whole uh, healthy eating movement and eating organic, you mm -hmm. can't get more organic than than venison or wild turkey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because this is stuff you know has been out in the wild eating what uh, plants, uh, seeds, what grain, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And it's very lean meat. It is, you know and it's saying? also and usually then, local. That's the other thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, just so... Um, you know, the deer that, uh, you know, one might shoot off of like a farm, you know, somewhere in some food plot will taste very different than say, you know, uh, a deer that, you know, lives up in the mountains or in, or in like the sage flats or, or something like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's not as homogenized as, you know, stuff that you get in, in the store, obviously, but I think that adds a little bit to it too. You know, it's like, you know, you never know what you're going to get. You know, you, you might get one that just that doesn't taste all that great for, I, I haven't yet, you know, but I mean, it could happen, you know what I mean? But that's part of, that's part of the thrill, the excitement. I mean, we have, we live such like mundane, 
you know, insulated lives, you know, I think, I think today and, and, and I think just the whole hunting and, and eating something from the wild, um, adds a, adds a little bit of, uh, I, I don't know, make adventure to, 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 to your taste buds, you know, does that make sense? No, I totally agree because it's just like you said, though, it's like, it, it brings back a memory. Like when you, when you share a meal with someone, it's an experience. Yeah. Now you can add to that when you're eating something that you've hunted, you can literally, like you said, a flood of memories come yeah. back between, you know, the day, the time, the weather, and all the senses you saw. Absolutely. It, it brings, yeah, it brings, it brings all those senses um, that are not part of a normal meal, you know, to, uh, to, to the plate. So, um, let, let's move on down here. Now you, uh, you said you're taking your, your hunter safety course. Now, how, um, how easy is it in New York? Uh, I, I don't know whether it's a state thing or like, or, you know, there's, there's other like city things that you got to do, uh, where you live, but how, how, how easy is it for someone, uh, to, to, to get into this, like as far as resources and, and uh, you guys have the DEC, right? Department of um, yeah, Environment Department and of right. Conservation, yeah. Because yep. I believe um, everyone, a lot of the states refer to their uh, the governing body as, uh, I believe, DNR, yep. Department of Natural Resources. New York State happens to be the DEC. Yep. So um, it seems fairly easy because it was just, I literally went to New York State's website um, and found a location as close as possible to me uh, for a date that was convenient for me and, um, you know, and registered, and it's free. Um, I don't know if it's uh, cost-based anyplace else, but New York State, it's free. And, um, you know, I registered and uh, downloaded the study materials, um, did the quote-unquote homework necessary for the safety course. Yep. Um, and I'm just waiting to take the course next week. And then, um, and then I just have to take my bow hunter safety course. Because, you know, as a bow hunter, you have to take the two classes. Whereas if I was just hunting with a firearm, I'd have to take just the one. Gotcha. Now, is it like a, a day-long class for each of them? And then you take like a test? Or is there a field test? Or how, how does that work? From, from what I understand, with everything I've read on the DC website, it's a day-long class. Some places, depending on the location offering the class, sometimes they try to accommodate I guess people within the community or the area that may need uh, two days because they, you know, working people. Sometimes they'll offer um, the class, you know, two on two weeknights for like three. Oh, okay. Hours, yep, yep. You know, each time, or if on the weekend, do the same thing, break it down into two four-hour sessions, or you could make, or you can attend just one, you know, day-long session. I got gotcha. you. Um, so it's literally you do the the homework. The homework is required in order to even get into the class. So it's kind of like um you know you read the the study material and then you do this homework. You know you find all the answers in the book you just read. And you show up to this class with this. They let you in. Um, you attend this eight hour class and then I believe there is an exam at the end of it. And then afterwards you you are certified in having taken this course which is required in order for you to get your hunting license. And then you go to whatever local um, DC office um, it, you know, is by you, and um, you're able to get your hunting license with this hunter certification. Is there uh, like a shooting test at all when you do your bow hunter one too, or is it just uh, 
uh, just a class aware, about. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. From, from what I understand, um, and you know, um, anyone listening to this can feel free to reach out to me and correct me if I'm wrong. Of uh, what I understand with both the classes, it's simply getting the homework done, attending the class, taking the exam, and then you're done. And then you can go ahead to your DEC office and get your license. That's that sounds that sounds like a pretty streamlined. Uh you know things you know not 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 a lot of uh you know barriers barriers to entry are um is it are any of your friends or family uh you know extended family anything like that gonna kind of go on this journey with you have you sparked an interest in them to uh, at least pursue if not hunting like archery or well um i have two cousins actually going with me um so the one i spoke of that i brought uh, mm -hmm. my first bow with yep. um it's like I said, it's always been uh, a kind. Well, archery was uh, like I said, a childhood fantasy of ours. And then you know, when I spoke to him about hunting, he was totally on board. Then um, we have another cousin who's actually in uh, culinary school, and he's at the point where he's kind of trying to develop his own um, cooking style hmm. or um, techniques. And one of the things he happened to be um, toying around with idea of you know, preparing wild game. Um, so I happened to text him like a month or two ago and I was like, Hey, does the, how does the idea of going hunting sound? And his response was, uh, do we get to keep what we kill? And yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it definitely appeals to him because he likes the idea of being able to, you know, whatever meal he's presenting, be able to, I guess this ties into what we were just talking about, be able to now, um, recount the story to whoever he's sharing the meal with like hey this venison I prepared for you in this fashion came from such and such woods Yeah, uh, this is what, what I went through this is what happened and you know that makes it a whole you know total experience that, yeah and, and that's kind of telling too um, you know, good and bad. You know, when he when he said, uh, "Do we get to, to keep you know what what we shoot?" Because I think that's there's a stigma of uh, a, like a non-hunter, you know, looking in, saying, you know, what hunters really do, what are they all about? Is it just about killing? You know what I mean? And uh, you know, and, and and you know, I'm not gonna make any bones. For some people, you know, it it really it is okay. I mean, there is that subset out there. Um, you know, I don't subscribe to it i think it's you know embarrassing appalling you know they're just about antlers and all this and that but um you know anyone i hang out with and i think the vast majority of hunters i know are you know are in it for you know the food and they're in it for the experience you know yes so this is a good way um you know to, to educate people in your circle uh you know that hey this you know this isn't about just being um you know we're we're not we're not you know you know entry-level serial killers here you know starting off with you know small animals and and moving on you know i mean this is this is this is about you know uh you know the, the conservation aspect of it and we haven't even talked about the, the conservation aspect of it you know as far as how much money hunters put in um you know to habitat and wildlife and and, and wild game and and you know who really funds conservation and who really funds the outdoor, uh, you know, like like the DNR or the Fish and Wildlife or the DEC or whatever your state, you know, ha happens, you know, state agencies happen to be, um, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, that are, um, like I'm in Minnesota, right, and we have like tons of like public, you know, biking trails, uh, bike paths, 
you know, boat launches, hiking trails, that kind of stuff. And, you know, the vast majority of that is funded by hunting dollars, you know, whether it's the Pittman-Robertson Fund or, uh, or or state tags and licenses and, and, and things like that, you know. So it, it, it's it's kind of funny if you get like a smirk or a sneer or, or you know, from, from someone that loves mountain biking all over the place or taking their canoe, you know, and they're thinking, you know, how, how great is this? How can, you know hunters hunts kind of thing well you know the things that those access points you know are paid for by hunting dollars those bike trails and, and hiking trails and scenic over you know paid for by hunters you know you're welcome <laughs> you know no, exactly and that's what that's what i've been um that's been probably like the dopest part of uh of all this of my journey has been learning you know reading as much as i had learning what i have been because i was under the impression hunting was or to, to get licensed to hunt was just something simple, like, you're like, hey, I want to hunt. Uh, I thought I had to just get, you know, a gun license or something like that and just go shoot. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be fine. I didn't realize how much went into the tracking of, you know, the, let's say deer, for example, the tracking of the deer population to know, you know, how many tags a certain, you know, city or state would be putting out right. for that particular season. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then how, you know, the, the money that, that comes from the licenses, that comes from the tags, goes into, like you said, you know, taking care of all these places, taking care of all the land, you know, the public land that we're able to go hunt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just really cool to know. It's like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll call it a, a kind of circle of hunting life, if you want. You know what I'm saying? Because everything relies on the other. Yeah, you know, so it, it, and it goes all around, and a lot of people don't realize that. Like you said, there's a stigma sometimes that comes with hunting with that. Oh, you just want to go out and kill Bambi. Well, a lot of people don't even know there's actual seasons. You know, yeah, exactly. and, and of course that doesn't stop poachers, you know, I mean, but I mean, no, you know, you can have all the laws in the world and bad people will be bad people. Right. But I mean, that's a very small, small, small subset. But, you know, people sometimes think just hunters in general just go out and kill at any time. And they don't understand that this is structured and you need licenses and you got to have tags and there are season dates and there are, you know, times when you can shoot something and time, you know, exactly. and hours, so you know, well, that kind of stuff. It's so, it's so well regulated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just so that it gives, you know, the the opportunity for this, whatever species of animal you're hunting, gives it the opportunity to repopulate. Um, when I said, like, for example, I didn't know, um, for example, in New York, the spring turkey season, you can only hunt from sunrise to 12 noon. Right. A lot of states yeah. have that. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of that. I thought it was, it would be an all day thing. Yeah. But then. Um, when I asked why, when I did my scripture on why, it's because, you know, give them, giving them the opportunity to, you know, to repopulate, to mate. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's to go nest, really, is, is what it is. Yeah. Like, in the morning, you know, they're all, you know, randy and procreating and whatever, but then, like, mid-morning and after that, they you know, the, the hens kind of walk off and then they go nest. You know, and it, it, it's, it's so it, it doesn't, like, in Minnesota here, we can hunt them all day. But, um, oh, really? uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of states, uh, yeah, they have that rule, you know, 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock or whatever, and it gives the, you know, the hens time to go, you know, incubate their eggs or, or whatever they do. I'm, I'm not a, you know, uh, a turkey or turkey uh, uh, <laughs> expert, you know, but, yeah, that, that yeah. that's kind of what that's for, and that kind of comes into 
um, the realm of, not harassing wildlife, but you know, um, kind of easing up on wildlife. You know what I mean? To exactly. um, to, to do that, and you know, like you learn, like, like you said, you learn so much when you get into this. Not not only about like just it's not just about killing these things. It's about the animals themselves and 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 the habitat that they live in. You know why they do what they do. Like I mean, you would never have known, uh, you know why why they go, you know what they do in the afternoon you know now you know a little bit about what turkeys do you know a little bit about what deer do or what whatever whatever the animal happens to be and i think hunters are a little more in not not a little a lot more in tune with just nature in general and, and it's just cool to learn you know what i mean it's not yeah. just like just cool to shoot them and eat them it's cool to learn i mean you know one of the um one of the things someone's usually someone's always going to tell you is that you're always going to learn something every time you set foot in the woods you might notice a track that goes this way hmm why does it go that way you know you might notice something gets eaten you know over here and then not eaten over there why is that you might you know see other animals all these other animals game and non-game species that you encounter in the woods that you get to kind of observe if you're lucky enough and you know open your eyes enough and look for these things and you just end up learning so much more about you know just the natural world, you know. And you see, and you're and you're touching on just the, the animal itself. Like, uh, I I've been learning more about. Um, like, I I can tell you right now, never in my life would I ever have thought I'd be interested in forestry and yeah. how it how it relates to, um, you know, to an animal deciding where it's going to eat, sleep, how you know the height of a tree or whether or not. You know, some can get in from the trees. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying things like that, like learning, even learning about that has like so intrigued me. Like, and the thing is, though, I'm too far away from like some people can literally hop in their car, drive like 20 minutes or less, and be in the middle of forest. For me, it, it's not. You know, I'm staring at a, at buildings every day. If, so if you like want to impress so people at a cocktail party, yeah. you know, yeah, you want exactly. to you want to impress people at a cocktail party, start talking about. Um, uh, prescribed burns and uh, new secessional growth. <laughs> wow, you know what I mean? And then they're like, oh, what's that? So. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, lands, public lands, pri private lands. Um, I know New York definitely has a lot of, of public land. How far, how far do you think you're going to have to go uh, to go hunting, number one? Do you have spots that you think you're going to go... Um, for no, you're not going to go for turkey, right? I, I haven't seen you do anything no, with that. I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to. I'm not going to make it get the license in time to right. go turkey hunting. So, um, so, so are you going to hunt private at all, public? Deer. All right. So I I did my research and found some public land that is normally about an hour, maybe an hour and a half tops with traffic. Yep. Away from me, but um. Based on the time of morning that if, you know, even when I go, uh, you know, hunting, uh, that I'm heading out there, should be there in under an hour. Okay. Um, it's uh, right outside the Bronx. The area is called Westchester. Um, turns out that um, while while most of... A lot of hoity-toity people live in Westchester, though. Are they cool with hunting yeah, out there? Well, they have to be because they're what they're doing. They opened up that uh, deer hunting up there a couple of years back, uh, mainly because to curb the deer population. Yeah, so yeah. It was so so. It's something that was thought about and then put you know into play. Um, 
And the cool thing is that that particular land can be hunted bull only. Right. Yeah. So, so, um, so that, that appealed to me. Um, so I love those places. Of, yeah. It's just a matter of just, you know, getting out there. Um, turns out I've got a buddy who lives a little bit further upstate. Um, let probably two hour, a two hour drive. Um, from where I live in Queens yeah. and um, he owns a, like a cabin him and his wife out there and um, I guess it happened to be during a conversation with another friend a mutual friend I was explaining what tree stands were and he's like yeah I've, he goes I've seen a tree stand before I was like when did you see a tree stand <laughs> he's like oh we were walking so and so's property and we happened to cross over to his neighbor's property and we looked up and he had one up in his tree and I was like wait hold on I was like, so you think he'll let me hunt there? So yeah. I, I, so I literally called him. Um, I want to say uh, just last week, and was just like, hey, so you know, hunting is you know is allowed. And he's like, yeah. And um, and I was like, so would you mind, you know, if if not this year, maybe next uh, deer season, I can hunt your property. He's like, yeah, sure. He's totally fine with it. And he even mentioned that just um. He lives about a, a, a quarter mile up from a, a main road that happens to be the other side of the main road is a preserve. Ah, okay. So, yeah. So it, it kind of makes sense. So like um, this summer, probably going up for, you know, like the annual, uh, you know, get together we have up at his house. So, you know, I'm going to be walking the property looking for signs of deer, you know, scouting around. That's uh, that's awesome. You know, kind of learning the lay of the land, yeah. You know, and I and I, I luckily I don't have to. I have enough public land around here that I don't have to knock on doors and stuff, you know, to to have access. But um, you know, if what I always hear from people is a, a good kind of in to get into is uh, you know if if they're not going to let you hunt deer, you know, right away, but. If you say, hey, you know, I bow hunt small game. I bow hunt rabbits, squirrels, that kind of stuff, um, yeah, which are delicious, by the way. I don't know if you've ever had any of that stuff, but don't let the tree rat thing scare you. Um, they're, they're a little more apt to, uh, to say, yeah, you can small game hunt, you know, and then when they, when they find out that you're a responsible person and, you know, not some redneck Yahoo, you know, whatever, then that opens up a relationship and same with turkeys too. Although turkeys are becoming more popular, um, you know, in, in some places the joke is, you know, you know, turkeys have no soul, right? No one cares. Kind of like fish and turkeys have no soul. No one, you know, the, the antis don't, you know, throw a fit over, you know, a turkey kind of thing, but you know, um, so that, that might be, uh, you know, that, that might be. A, a good in too but it's good that you have you know at, at least um a line to somebody that that's, that's got decent property that i mean that's key and i think that's one of the biggest barriers to entry for a lot of people young you know young hunters and you know like the like the, the adult onset hunters you know they just they, they you know they don't they don't know where to go and they don't have a place to go you know and the the, the whole big deer thing has just gotten so so out of whack so blown out of proportion you know that um landowners you know have realized that hey you know i could charge someone a trespass fee you know for them to come hunt on my land rather than you know back in the days you know again i didn't do this it was before my time but you know where you can just knock on doors and be like yeah sure you know so mm -hmm. i mean i mean the biggest the biggest thing is that it's what appeals to me about hunting on that private land i was talking my buddies uh you know land is the fact that i'd have a place to stay that's right there you know, yeah you know as a, as opposed to having to drive you know an hour hour and a half and then hunt that way 
breath, I could just probably drive up the night before, spend the night, and then go hunting the next morning. And if you shoot something, you know, and you got to track it late at night or something like that, then, you know, you're not trying to drive home at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, 3 in the morning or whatever, or can go and track it the next day, you know, if, if you know, if it comes to that. You know, there's 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 definitely uh, pluses to that. So that's 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 going to be awesome for you. Um, exactly, because I'm, I'm familiar with that with that property. So, yeah. the, I mean, it's, it's kind of like it's it's the public land. What's intriguing is it's something new, something for me to explore and get yep. familiar with. But then, then I have this private land. It's something that I'm, I am familiar with already. I can learn a little bit more, and there's a little bit, uh, a little bit more comfort to it. Absolutely. Now, um, what? Uh, kind of, you know, we we've kind of got like the land thing taken care of here, and you, we we talked about your 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 bow and all that stuff. But uh, what about your other gear? Now, what do you, what do you uh, what are you thinking? Are you going to be in a tree stand, I know you were asking a while back, uh, I think you asked on Instagram about, you know, who's in a blind, what kind of blinds work, uh, what's what's your setup going to be, you think? Well, uh, to, to go back to what you're saying, so what I do is uh, every Tuesday, I do a Tuesday topic. So, um, so what I was asking about was trying to, to um, you know, get a feel for you know, tree stands, ground blinds. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. So what I've, I've noticed the trend is, um, is ground blinds are used heavily for turkey hunting. Granted, there are some who use it for deer hunting. Uh-huh. I've seen it most with, with, uh, turkey hunting. Yeah, you're, um, you're and, right. Yep. And, then, and then stands are used, um, a lot more for deer hunting, mainly because it, it gets you out of the line of sight of the deer, um, lessens lessens the chance of. I mean, your scent, scent your, yep. uh, yeah, scent you know, and sight, yep. Being up higher, um, so it's not necessarily wafting around down there for yep. the deer to, you know, uh, catch wind of you. Um, but the thing is, again, going going back to um, how I said why I chose, you know, bow hunting over, you know, shooting a firearm. Spot and stalk has been something that's kind of appealing to me. Yeah, you know, I I love I love spending time on the ground. I have yet to shoot something, uh, well, a deer anyway, uh, while spot spot and stock. I I'm I'm not super comfortable in you know at heights, right? I'm not like super scared of heights. And last year, I you know I I got this, um, you know, really good kind of mobile setup, you know, with like a light lightweight um, you know tree stand. It's an XOP Vanish and sticks and everything like that to be like a lot more mobile. Um, and, and, and that really, you know, and, and that's a whole learning curve too. forget just hunting, you know, or, or, you know, the bow and things like that. You know, that's something that's, that's also going to be part of your, uh, your, your learning uh, routine. I think, um, no matter which direction you decide to go, this, the, the spot and stock on the ground is, 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 is pretty, it's du- pretty tough. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying don't do it because I think anyone who gets it done on the ground, I mean, Hey, you know, awesome, you know, like double awesome. Um, you get so much more of an advantage when you're, you know, up up in a tree stand. So, um, so is that the direction you're going to go? You think for your first year, just try to get it done on the ground, or that's that's what it's leaning towards right now. Because my whole thing is, it's I feel like I want a quick in and a quick out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's a, it's I, I guess, um, again, I've never done it, so I have this this kind of negative picture of carrying around all this gear. Yep, you know at you know three four five o'clock in the morning just clanking around 
and trying to climb a tree. See, if I if I do um, my buddy's private land, um, I think there's more of a chance I might use a stand. Mm-hmm. Or even, um, I was looking into a, a tree saddle, I believe it's called. I, I got one I on the way, into, yep. Yeah, I was looking into that as well. But for the public land, like I said, it's I'm trying to be real... Uh, you know, maybe seal about it. Get in <laughs> quietly, get out, get get out quietly. You know what I'm saying? And um, 100%. But the thing is also, but the thing is also, while while I would love to take you know to take take an animal down on my first hunt, I've I've conditioned myself to to know that it's about the journey, it's about the hunt. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The, the search, the spot and stalk. So while like while you know, getting getting that buck or that doe is a huge plus. I'm I'm gonna have just as much fun just, you know, finding my way around, learning the lay of the land, trying to really put these techniques I'm reading about and watching these YouTube videos about, mm-hmm. putting them into practice. Do you uh you know do you ever visit the, the hunting beast farm? The hunting beast farm? No. Yeah. I've never heard of it. The hunting beast. Um it is a uh it's you know it's a online forum um, run by uh, Dan Infault, and uh, you know the guys on there are probably some of like the best hunters like ever. You will learn more about terrain. You will learn more about deer behavior. You will learn more about bedding and how to get close to bedding and where to set up and wind and you know uh, you know. We were talking uh, back and forth about milkweed. You'll find way more about milkweed than you ever wanted to know. Um, go go check that out. There's a wealth a wealth of information there. Now the the form is, is kind of catered toward you know shooting like the biggest most mature bucks, right? I mean, kind of more like the more ex- the most experienced hunters who you know are, are kind of going after the, the the bigger challenge of trying to get that that mature older buck right the biggest biggest baddest one kind of thing and 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 really pinpointing one um you know and and just going after it like what you know they call like beast style right but um you will learn so like for me i don't care right i don't care about antlers uh doe is fine you know spike you know is fine bucks i don't care um but you will find out you will learn so much from those people on that forum and from watching any of Dan's, Dan Infault's like YouTube videos and things like that. Um, you know, he kind of looks like a gruff guy, but he's like really, really, I've never spoken to him, but he, uh, he's, 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 you know, wealth of information. And, uh, you know, if, if, if anybody wants to kind of hone their skills, um, and really take it to the next level as a hunter, go, go in there and just spend a few days like reading like everything you can and watching everything you can. Um, cause you will not only, you know, the, the, the stuff that applies to big bucks, a lot of it applies to just deer in general, deer movement in general, uh, you know, thermals, how, you know, air moves, um, j- j- everything, everything. So go check that out. I would, yeah. I would definitely make that, you know, one of my, uh, one of my bookmarks on my, on my, on my browser. Copy that. Thank yeah. you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, you're going on the ground. You all, you all set up with gear as far as, uh, you know, boots and, you know, I mean, I wouldn't put too much, uh, you know too much into camo personally you know i think it's overrated i think you wear like some earth tones and you know sit still be quiet kind of thing and stay you know stay downwind if you can but uh i mean you know good boots are important a good pack is usually important are you kind of set up with that 
No, actually, I haven't purchased any kind of gears yet. Um, I figure there's more than enough time for that because uh, deer season opens up out here October 1st. Okay. Um, so, like I said, I, I, I basically, I believe I've got enough time. I've just been, more than anything else, just, I think this has been the most fun part. It has been, one, just practicing with my bow, and two, reading about as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? Learning the terminology. You know what I'm saying? Up until a couple of weeks ago, I thought the rut was a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Um, most mainly because you, you hear the phrase, oh, he's stuck, stuck in a rut. Stuck in a rut, yep. You yep. know what I'm saying? So it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago that I learned really what the rut is. Um, so, you know, learning about that information, it's, it's you know, just opening up my eyes to a lot more. Um, so I'm just doing a lot of reading, a lot of YouTube watching, a lot of um, just networking via social media. You know, saying putting putting my questions out there, and um, you know, learn and learning about all the the you know wildlife uh, conservation organizations that are out there as well. Um, you know, learning about what what works for you know one guy, um, uh, and you know possibly won't work for somebody else, but learning everyone's own you know, tips and tricks, um, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. just so soaking up everybody's experiences. Absolutely, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, because, um, you know, you seem, like you said, you're a sponge, and, um, you know, you you have no problems asking questions that are kind of like entry-level one-on-one questions, because you want to know. And a lot of people, you know, may have hangups. They don't want to seem like, you know, they don't know. And, you know, they might be embarrassed kind of thing. You know, like, what does it mean? You know, what does rut mean kind of thing, you know? And a lot of people are just kind of afraid to raise their hand and say, hey, excuse me, can we stop? I don't know what you're talking about, you know? So someone like you, I, I think, is, is a, you know, to be heard is a, is a great influence on a lot of other people that might, you know, uh, be in, you know, in your same you know, at the same point in, in their journey, if they want to, you know, think about getting into this and, you know, you asking these questions or, or you coming out and, and then listening to you saying, hey, you know, he's not afraid to ask questions. You know, there's no such thing as a stupid question. We all want to learn. So I think that's 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 tremendous. You know, you've got a you know really good following on Instagram. Um, I'm guessing all your followers, you know, they're, they're not all hunters. Right. I mean, if, you know, no, well, you know what I mean? Surprised how many how many people I'm getting. Um following me that are like uh the the motivational speaking types right so i think i think it has to do with a lot of like what you touched on with um with the monday morning motivation that i do yep. and things like that so i've got a lot of um public speakers um some young entrepreneurs and stuff like that that's following me and in turn i'm following them um that are we're kind of feeding off of each other with the the motivational aspect of uh, my content right now, um, you've got, uh, I just saw the other day, you and another, and, and pardon me, I, I, don't, I don't know the details on this. You're doing like a six-part um, series with, with, another, with another new hunter, is that uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, um, this is Alan Yates. Um, call him my brother from another mother. Um, he's, a, he's a big city dude like myself. He's, yep. originally from, he's originally from Boston, but he lives out in uh, Chicago now, out in Illinois. Yep. Um, and uh, just like me, um, you know, we've been reaching out to people. We, we noticed, um, we came across each other and we noticed that we were following pretty much the same people. And we happened to be asking those same people the same questions at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, so we 
reach out to one another and we just click like you know we speak on the phone um uh and we we share information he's actually i gotta give him a huge shout out he's he's uh going out on uh his first turkey hunt uh i believe tomorrow he's leaving for that so this weekend he's going out on his first turkey hunt uh wish the brother luck um hopefully he bags a gobbler this weekend um and uh so what it is is um i didn't want to make it uh the idea he and i had was to take advantage of um the instagram live tool so you know how you can go live on instagram yeah but once you once you you know uh you go live on instagram whoever is watching your instagram live feed can request to join you and it turns into a split screen Mm. so so what we're doing is that where you know each week for six weeks we're going to you know one night a week we're going to hop on instagram live one of us will send a request to join the other and um you know and there'll be a topic that we'll be covering but the opportunity is the we're going to take the opportunity to basically share our stories uh you know what what drew us into you know bow hunting and, um, you know, I get and share some stories about like what has happened to us since we've, you know, started this journey. And, um, and I guess especially with him, uh, going on his first, uh, turkey hunt this weekend, it'll give us an opportunity to share, you know, his very first hunting experience. That, that, that's so, awesome. That's, uh, that's, that, that's really cool. You know, a lot, a lot is made about social media, about how, you know, it, it can negatively impact, you know, not only just, you know, hunting, you know, with, you know, pictures of animals or whatever, and everyone gets to see them, whether they like that animals or not, um, you know, and, and social media in general can be, you know, good or bad, but I think, you know, you're, this is one of the good, you know, what you're doing and a lot of people are doing is, you know, kind of connecting this way with people you may never have, you know, have connected before, and you kind of get to share uh, ideas and you know share the journey and encouragement and that kind of stuff. So that's you know that that's that that's pretty cool. You know I I think it's you know it, it it's just like it's like any other tool. It, it is what you make of it. You know exactly. And it's like um I've got it. It's been like a, a a decent circle like like with people like yourself that I met you know through Instagram. Mm-hmm. There's also um there's Adam Bryant out in Wisconsin. Um, who, who's also been great with sharing information. Then there's um, Adam Edwards in Tennessee, um, who's who's also been awesome um, with with sharing information. Uh, you know, both guys uh, like from from the jump just really like their energy, which is kind of weird. You know, it's kind of hard to gauge somebody's mm-hmm. you know in, intentions necessarily through social media. But both guys have been really great. You know, with me DMing them and asking, you know, just random questions. Yeah. Um, and as I've been, and as I've been learning more, um, there's kind of been uh, a little bit more rhyme to my, you know, or you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry. There's been I, everything I'm doing now is a little bit more methodical. Let me put it that way. I got you. Um, yep. You know, with the questions, with the questions that I'm asking, and like I've got, you know, more structure to it. I'm trying to get get to a certain point. Um, and so it's, I'm just, you know, via social media trying to surround myself with some pretty decent people Yeah. and, um, you know, learn as much as possible from them. Yeah. I mean, the more you get into it, the more, uh, focused questions you can ask too. You know, at first you're just kind of like, 
you know, what is hunting? You know, that's about as broad as it gets. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. and then when you get more into it, you can ask more detailed questions. So, um, so we're going on an hour here. I got two more questions for you. Uh, yeah. One of them is going to be uh, when you started this journey. You're, 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 you know, like, like, what about about a year, year and a half into this now, as far as like yes. starting archery. So, what has been the 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 biggest, I guess, hurdle that you didn't expect? Um, the, or like an unexpected thing that popped up and then what has been, um, the, a lot easier than you thought it might've been. Like, so if you're, if you're looking and you're like, Oh, I didn't expect that, you know, to, you know, be an impediment or something I got like a hurdle or whatever. And then, you know, and then after that, like I said, what, what did you think would be like, Oh, this is going to be easy. Um, or, or what, what you thought might've been hard and you're like, Oh, that wasn't any big deal at all. Um, what came easy, I guess, was, um, that I didn't expect it to be was how welcoming, and again, this is all via social media, but how welcoming the hunting community has been. Yep. Um, and the main, the main reason for that is because, um, I think it's human nature when, when anyone is new to a situation, you try to find... Um, some type of commonality between you and someone else within that community you're trying to engage. Whether it's you're trying to find people who look like you, think like you, talk like you, whatever it is. So I came into this, um, you know, thinking, all right, um, you know, I'm a black guy from a big city, um, you know, was trying to get into sport of hunting. When truth be told, like, I grew up, you know, believing, you know, hunting was a sport you know, that only, like, to be honest, not only white people, you know, right. took part in. You know, say it was a sport of, you know, uh, of, that took money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Things like that. And um, so when I went onto social media, I went onto social media, to be honest, at first, to try to find people, more people who look like me mm-hmm. who were into hunting. Um, and I, I came to the conclusion that it's either that um, people of color don't hunt or they just don't, you know, speak about it via social media much. So I thought I thought it would be difficult for me to learn from anyone else. Like you look at these people's pictures on um, online, and you're like, damn, they 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 really know this. They really love this. Um, I'd really like to pick their brains. Um, and so I had to take a leap of faith and kind of just was just like, you know it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? If these people like something that you do, um, if they're anything like you, they're going to want to teach you. You know what I'm saying? They're going to want to pass on that knowledge. And that's exactly what happened. So, um, so that was a surprise for me that, um, that, uh, you know, the, the hunting community, um, via social media has been totally, uh, welcoming with, you know, such open arms. And so, forthcoming with information it's been awesome yeah it's, it's been so awesome so that's that's a huge uh huge plus what has um, been your biggest hurdle that you didn't expect the biggest hurdle um i guess i guess it, it's it's just finding hunters from I guess my my town from New York City, mm-hmm. um, because it, it doesn't seem like um, 
I thought the biggest thing I was going to do is because, again, on social media, I didn't find many people sharing their hunting experiences online, people, at least hunters from New York City. Right. So it, it led me to believe, like, it made me feel like I was the only one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I knew that was that wasn't the case because, like I said, I got the buddy at work, um, who I pick his brain all the time, and he belongs to a, a hunting lodge, and all those guys are from New York as well, New York City as well. You know, some some um, ex servicemen, some ex cops. Um, you know, so I know New York hunters exist, but again, like, what is it about um, New York hunters that um, seems to be that they're just not very vocal, you know, about the fact that they're hunters. Yeah. Um. So it's something that I'm still looking into. Um. But it's I really want to shed a light because you hear about all these about the hunting in all these southern states, these Midwest states, these these uh northern states. Even I've heard a lot about like New Zealand, you know, even it's uh, hunting in Canada and so on. But um. The only time New York and, and like uh, our tri-state area, like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, I've heard mentioned happened to be on um, another podcast interview where um, where Trent Cole, former um, uh, NFL player for the for the Eagles, mm-hmm. talked about that some of the some of the best turkey hunting he's ever done was from in East Coast, from New York, New Jersey. He he's from I believe the Midwest. You know, what I'm saying and yeah. grew up you know, hunting and such, but he, he loves the turkey hunting out here. He says it's, it's the best turkey hunting, you know, he's ever experienced Yeah, in his hunting, his hunting uh, experiences. So, man, that's, uh, I think, I think that, that, that's Cliff. That's a good way to kind of, kind of wrap that up. I think you've, um, you've, you've certainly, uh, I don't say kicked the door, but I mean, you, you've certainly, uh, knocked on enough doors you know to, to open them up and, and 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 reveal what you know the hunting kind of world you know quote unquote really is and uh you know you've you know you've, you've been welcomed in and uh, uh yeah i mean that's that's fantastic and i think you'll also be just just judging kind of by the guy like you sound like um or kind of person that you are it, it, it sounds like you'll you'll do a lot of good too um you know, bringing others into this, you know, whether it's, whether it's your family, if they decide to or not, or whether it's, you know, friends or, or just, you know, random people you might meet, you know, online, because I think, you know, they, people look for that kind of stuff, just like you were looking for that kind of stuff. And I think you're, you're the guy to do it. So. Thank you. I appreciate it because I, I, the more I've been reading and learning and listening, um, it's, I'm finding out that, um, I guess, the number the hunting population is is dwindling is like lowering drastically and um so if if after i've i've got a decent amount of experience under my belt i think that's my next objective is to just you know start bringing other people into the fold you know saying and and just trying to i guess do my part in helping bring you know those numbers up yeah, no, about that's that's about as uh, the best and most noble thing, um, you know, I guess any hunter can do is to, you know, bring bring new bring bring others into the fold. You know what I mean? So and just kind of explain what this what this whole thing is. You know, and if it doesn't spark in them, that's fine. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I've I've I, I've tried you know on a couple occasions. Some sometimes it's stuck and sometimes it's like, well, oh, it's not for me. But at least they have a better understanding of 
of of what hunting is and it's not just you know like we talked about like the random you know reckless redneck you know shoot them up stuff kind of thing you know what i mean so um exactly yeah so anyway um i want you to stay on the line here i'll do a little bit of wrap up here and then uh we'll we'll uh we'll end we'll end the podcast but um do you want to kind of give uh your 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 social out there how can people get a hold of you and yeah, so um, on Instagram, you guys can find me at Urban Archery NYC. Um, Facebook, same thing, Urban Archery NYC. And then um, I'm also on YouTube, um, though yeah, I've only got two videos up, but you're more than welcome to check them out and subscribe. Um, and that's Urban Space Archery Space NYC on YouTube. Um, the goal through YouTube is just, you know, trying to educate new archers, new hunters as well. And then, um, you know, look out for us on myself and Alan Yates on, um, you know, Instagram live kicking off uh, Wednesday, May 15th. Uh, like I said, a, a six part uh, series, you know, called Journey to the Hunt. Uh, that's going to be starting, like I said, Wednesday, May 15th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Uh, Central. That, that's awesome. I think by the time this comes out, this will. Uh... Because this will be like a couple few weeks behind, but that will have already been done. But you know, I I, I don't think you need my boosting to uh, uh, <laughs> to get the word out. You're certainly doing that. So, all right, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining me and uh, all the all you Thanks listeners. You know, um, check out uh, you know the check out uh, Cliff's Cliff stuff, and then go check out you know Bowhunting Soul. Same thing, uh, Bowhunting Soul on YouTube. Uh, started a blog, uh, bowhuntingsoul.com, uh, the Facebook group. Uh, we need we need engagement out there. I think I feel like I'm like the only one posting out there, obviously. And uh, please rate and review uh, this podcast and uh, spread the word. So thank you for joining me, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks.